Welcome everybody to episode 19 of Two Guys One Dice Cup entitled The Book of the Dead. My name is uh, Al Goldeneye Unicorn and joining me on the podcast again is... Bill from Rash's Cairns. Yeah! I hate yeah. it when you, when you have that pause. I wonder how long you're going to leave me it's, hanging for. It's my signature. I'm going to do it for a long time, one of these times. <laughs> and then I just have to go, <laughs> Phil, Phil, are you there? And I'm going um, to leave it in as well, uh, just oh, so everybody knows. Yeah, how patient am I? But welcome to episode 19, guys, uh, and rookie coaches. Hopefully you're, um, after 19 episodes, well, you know, some of the episodes are learning learning points for the rookie coaches, but hopefully you're all still following along. Um, we're going to be talking about the Necromantic Horror Team. Um, I'm sure by the time we release this, it's the middle of October, Halloween around the corner, we thought we'd... Uh, Try and keep it in theme, and uh, entitled it "The Book of the Dead." But that was that was your choice. Why did we think that was a good idea? Uh, ne- the Necronomicon. Oh, that's right. And I just couldn't, because I couldn't, did. I couldn't say that uh, comfortably in the podcast or record it. The uh, Necronomicon. Oh, well, you did it there. Guys. <laughs> I know, I know. There's lot, there's lots of failure. Um, but I think that's because I've started drinking wine. I'm sure I've said you before and to all the rookie coaches that listen I always drink uh, when we're recording don't I yeah always yeah. I, yeah. I flew it up as well but um, it's not of the alcohol variety because no. uh, otherwise I'd be a lot more uh, what's the yeah. what's the correct terminology <laughs> more of a cunt you, you'd be more of a cunt but I think you'd have the feeling of um, I don't know like 8 out of 110 coaches would feel maybe <laughs> Pop culture, motherfuckers! Oh God Almighty! Mm, I know it's that was a good one. It's been a struggle. It's been a yeah. struggle online. It's been a real struggle the past, uh, past month. Yeah. Anyway, though, what's um? It's been a good past month, though. We've been playing yes. toy soldiers with real people. Yes. Have at it. What have you achieved, mate? I have uh, been smashing out some Blood Bowl twenty twenty games, uh, which has been great. Um. So in person as well, um, the Aberdeen League or ABBC as it's known, um, kicked off two weeks ago. Um, so I had my first game not last week, but the week before, mm-hmm. and uh, I I'm running Undead. Um, I went with Undead just purely because it's a team I know reasonably well, um, and not masses has changed on them, and I wanted to play something that um. It was fairly straightforward, so I could get my head around any changes to the rules, uh, and that be the priority. Um, and that's that's kind of worked. So mm-hmm. I, my first game was against um, Sean, uh, whose NAF name is Spooner. And, yeah, because he, uh, he likes he likes cuddling. <laughs> I think it's uh, yeah, but he, maybe he does. Uh, I have shared a room with him before, but yeah, that's another story. Um, he uh, he's uh, got a penchant for collecting the wooden spoons. Plus, he he actually he actually found the wooden spoon that has become our league wooden spoon. Um, yeah, that, that massive chunky spoon. So yeah, spooner. Uh, he was running black orcs, and um, he's uh, this is his first game for quite a long time actually in the league because he's his work shifts have made uh, playing pretty. Um, much impossible up until recently so 
uh, it's great to have him back in the fold uh, playing. Um, but um, I, I beat him two 0 so uh, <laughs> it wasn't necessarily a, a great start for him. Although, fuck my life, like his armor breaks were just unreal. Like uh, every time he hit something um, in the first half, it was either a, a it was a, it felt like a stun at minimum. Uh, yeah. And he, I think the first turn he took off a zombie, he KO'd one of my mummies. Um, he KO'd something else and cashed another two zombies across the game that thankfully regened. Um, but it was it was tough. I didn't start breaking armor on anything until the second half, and I was hitting goblins with mighty blow. Yeah, uh, all the time. With you talking about that um, and doing our play in Black Orcs, did he use the brawler um, skill overly much? And did he did he have a troll? Did he use the the vomit? So he didn't. I, I think he vomited once. Uh, he used brawler a lot. Because right. um, uh, I, uh, I guess, guess you maybe it's it. So I mean, we, we latched on very early to the fact that if, he, if you're rolling uh, like a a push on one of the dice, uh, whatever other dice that you've got, if it's not something that's beneficial, you re-roll that dice. Uh, mm-hmm. So they're both down there, you know, um, with it. So as long as you've got a push on the dice, the other dice, you're fine because at least you're just going to be pushing. Yeah, you've got um, safe, safe, yeah, safe. Yeah, you got safe. Um, so that 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 was that was fine. You know, I think I don't think he had anything kind of screw up greatly. Um, I think there might have been one in the in the second half. There was something went wrong with it, um, which ended up with a both down, which gave me the hit of the ball carrier uh, uh, that set off the chain and. Uh, of events that ended up with me winning two 0 but um, yeah, it was a it was a tough game. I think because I'd lost a couple of players, and um, yeah, I didn't start getting rid of people uh, till the second half. It was a it was a challenge. I was comfortable what? in the fact that I was I was going to score in the first half. Uh, it was whether he scored in the second half that was the issue. I know there's lots of super game in detail you could go into, but the thing that's just played on my mind was. Uh, the first real life block that you rolled, what did you get? I can't even remember. Oh, you see, I don't um, know. I've, I've, yet no to play, I've yet to play a real life game of Blood Bowl this um, this year, sadly. Um, and that's the dice roll I'm looking forward to because in my mind, like the you know um, superstitious part of me is saying whatever you roll as your first two dice block, that's going to set set the 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 path. <laughs> For your the rest of your Blood Bowl year, so I'm actually terrified <laughs> of rolling that I dice. Mean, but <laughs> it, it wasn't it wasn't a bad one. I think it might well have been a push, uh, or like two pushes or something like that. But okay, it wasn't. So it was, it, was it wasn't like it wasn't like Huntley Loon style uh, double skulls with his first uh, block roll. Okay, so uh, it was safe, he, safe and boring. That's cool. yeah, yeah. What so, games yeah, did you that, manage that was, again? That was good. Um, we, I was over at um, Brian, so Amroth's uh, house this afternoon, actually. Oh, really? Uh, myself, um, Brian, 
Stephen Brands and Hipster Potter were playing some games of sevens. Oh, brilliant! Uh, which, which was fun. Um, like, I mean, I've, I've, I'm aware of sevens and I've read up a little bit about it, but never played it. And Brian was like, "Oh, do you guys want to come over and uh, give it a bash?" And yet again, thought it was a good opportunity to pick up some of the changes on Blood Bowl 2020 and just get a bit more practice on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had uh, we used sort of the Sydney Bowl uh, uh, rules, uh, Sydney Sevens. Um, that was an event that happened like maybe last month or the month before in in, in Sydney. Funnily enough, um, and I took Underworld, um, which I mean, obviously at Sevens you can't take any of the stars because there's not the money involved in it. Yeah. Um, so I had like a, a troll cart runner, blitzer, thrower, and then five goblins and a snotling. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was fun. Uh, it was actually fun. Um, the we, I played two games. I uh, drew both of them, uh, but both of them had like like tons of cool shit happening in there. Um, I played Potter in the first one. He was running Amazons, which are pretty good in sevens, to be honest. Because you can take, uh, you can comfortably take a decent uh, sized roster and give more than half your team blodge. Um, so it's a, uh, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a tough one. And he took out my blitzer, who I'd added tackle uh, to. Oh no! Um, I think in the like the third turn. So, uh, like, I played most of the twelve turns um, in uh, uh, with the player that was would have run through that team more more times than not um, in the casualty bin, and uh, I nearly stopped him from scoring in the second half, uh, but uh, he managed to uh, to get it, which was a bit unfortunate. Uh, so sorry, I. Uh, he stopped. He stopped me from scoring in the second half. Yeah. But you'd you'd um, recommend um, the sevens? Yeah. You'd recommend the sevens to others? Yeah. As an experience? Yes. Yeah. Actually, yes. It's a good pickup game. Um, like, I mean, the games were still lasting a bit longer than we'd kind of hoped because obviously we're all new to the uh, to the new rule set and in terms of actually physically getting a book out and reading it and making sure. Uh, that we're all on the same page, especially with a couple of contentious rules and things like that, Um, and erratas and FAQs. So, yeah, I think once you were up to speed with the rules, you could knock out a game of that in in about an hour or less, Um, which which is pretty good. I mean, there's no re-rolls, or very few teams can afford to take re-rolls. So there's a lot of fails uh, in terms, terms of blocks just not going right or picking up the ball or whatever mm-hmm. um so it does it does run through quite a bit quicker than uh than you'd think uh which, which is good and then yeah. well that's um, the whole point yeah. that's the whole point of yeah. the format of sevens it's not to be taken super seriously it's to um get to that sort of core element of blood bowl which is violence and fun i believe I think it would be a I think it would be a good way of introducing people to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, there's obviously there being less players, but I think 
I think the fail state is quite high. So if you if you, the the gulf between a really good player and a really bad player would be wider, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, because really good players obviously mitigate against failure, whereas bad players don't. Uh, yeah. so, so it it would be uh, it would be a tough game uh, if you were playing against somebody who was significantly better than you. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, dice can still tick you over, like. But um, yeah, yeah, it was fun. Se- second game was um, Brands managed to score in, the, in pretty much the, uh, the his last turn of the second half, and I failed my one turn touchdown um, uh, attempt. Because I, the, the ball, uh, the the player just didn't didn't land, which was a, sh- a shame. Um, but I did score a one turn touchdown in the first in the first game, so that was good. That's good. Um, yeah, aye. So that that's been the majority of uh, of my uh, in person gaming. So I know it's only three games, uh, but it's it's three games more than. Uh, than I had last uh, uh, this time last year, mm-hmm. um, exactly. And uh, yeah, uh, I think uh, I'm just glad to back out rolling dice. How about yourself? Have you been playing? Uh, well, it's been much in person. Yeah, you, as as listeners will know, I've um, got a, a bit of a focus on bolt action, and and that's where the focus is. Because if we if you hark back to the last episode, I was um, prepping for the Scottish Nationals. And that's only one weekend away now. Well, it's next weekend, I guess, as we're yes. sitting here. Actually, this time next weekend, we'll know who's won. Uh, so there'll be some celebration and commiserations to whoever that person is. And associated friends. But um, what am I saying? Yeah, because so last time I was trying to decide what army I was going to take. And I've, I've, I've chosen to go as competitive as I can. Uh, I'm sure we might have had that discussion on the podcast itself. I was thinking about taking something a bit friendly and just going for fun because I didn't feel like I had anything that I needed to prove to myself or to anybody. Um, but the, the competitive uh, bug started nibbling away and um, the captain of the Danish uh, World Team Championship bull action team recorded a video and posted it on the Scottish Bowl Action Group, calling out the Scottish players, uh, basically. And then that just, that was like, nah, I can't fucking have that. I'm going to have to go full noise um, to make sure that, you know, the best players in Scotland are, uh, you know, representing well. Yeah, so I've I mean, been, now, uh, now you've, you've got to go and smash them. Oh, yeah. And we, we smashed them last time they visited. Uh, but that's, that's a whole other whole other story for another podcast um, so I've got a couple of games, practice games in with the army and I've won them all which has been good but I've, just, I've not felt super comfortable with it, it's a bit of a different style of army, um, I don't have like a, a main battle tank which I'm always used to, I've got two little dinky tanks uh, a couple of different squads that I've never used before you know, the you historical... know, when you said dinky tanks there, the only yeah. thing I can think of when you mentioned the word dinky tank is uh, Lieutenant Gruber's little tank <laughs> in Alo Alo. <laughs> well, it's actually, but actually smaller than that. It's, it's Amazing. Uh, <laughs> my little tanks. I've got two of them, though. Yeah. Um, 
but there's just a few units that I've never used in the past, and just learning the best efficient way to use to to, to use them. Um, but again, it's bolt action. I enjoyed it. Uh, I watched a couple of other um, competitive players doing a practice game, just to see how their armies were going and what what sort of tactics they were using. So that was that was good. That was all done at uh, Common Ground Games in Stirling, which is my uh, friendly local gaming store, I guess is the, the popular acronym, FLGS. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and moving forward, you'll hear me mention them a lot, as, as, as a lot of my gaming will happen there. Um, I wish I could have played more with the army. I'm still painting some of the additional units uh, that I have spent money on. The money we will discuss later. <laughs> Much later. Uh, money's, um, money's, 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 money's. Um, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be touch and go whether I get everything finished to the standard that I really want it to get to, um, which is a high standard. Uh, as, as rookie coaches and other listeners will know, I'm, I like the painting, and I like it to look extremely pretty. But uh, it was more gaming in person. I'm really happy with, and I'm, I'm still fully loving playing bolt action. Uh, having my brain challenged and you know it's always nice to get the good results but uh, the games have been good fun as well and the the little gaming day that I organised at Common Ground Games we managed to get uh, a brand new player involved uh, and a couple of players that had only sort of touched on the fringes of bowl action so we got them we got them playing on a table while the competitive players practiced and we just sort of ducked in and out to help them with rules and made sure that they had, had some fun. So that was a good good success. And it's something that I've said to the guys that I'll organise every five or six weeks to meet at yeah, Common Ground Games. Good yeah. plan. And it might be something, actually I think it's something that I'll definitely do. Uh, and it'll probably replace like a regular weekly visit to a gaming club for myself. Um, just because it'll be a, a controlled environment I'll be playing the game that I want to play and the players that will show up will bring army lists and the right sort of frame of mind that I want to be involved in, which is the tournament competitive practice type type thing. Yeah. I don't I don't want to rock up to a club and you know, meet me meet, meet somebody that I know or half know and then play a game and they're not you know, they're not bringing their A game, they're just there for a you know, a few hours out of the house to play a game, whereas I'm really looking for a a gaming challenge, so yeah, all good. Not as many games as you, but still, still games and still victories and still learning and um, still having fun. Yeah, no, that sounds good. Yep, good stuff. Painting table time. Um, What's on? Yeah, what painting table. So this is the money bit, isn't it? Fuck. Ah, oh, the money bit's involved in this for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, well, rookie coaches and listeners, you. You're aware that myself and Phil have got a, a new game, a new challenge that every month um, at some point in the previous podcast we've said we're not going to spend any money. And then at this point we uh, we own up and we guess uh, how much the other one's spent. And who was the guest? Who, who started last time? Was it you or me? I can't remember. Um, ah. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll guess on yours though. Um, okay. So we, we, we should remind as well that we don't ever tell each other how much we've been spending as the month rolls on, but we do send each other little clues uh, 
you know, to say that, yep, spent a bit of cash here. Not what we've, not the specific products we've spent, but just to say, bought a bundle here, dropped some cash there, just to, just to give us a, a feel um, for what we've done. And just before we get into that, I have properly fucked it this month. <laughs> See, I don't, I'm not convinced you've gone as high as your um, uh, 3D printer month. No, um, no, no. That, that would be ridiculous. However, I do think you're not that far off it in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> it was so bad. I'm, it was really bad, listeners. I'm going to go with £310. Oh, you are, you are very close if you just... Edge a little bit higher, you'll get there. <laughs> it's higher, it's higher. Um, 315. No, but if you edge a bit more higher, you'll get there. Oh, Jesus. Last, last guess. 323 pounds. You are £3.98 short. I spent <laughs> £326.98, listeners. I am fucking ashamed to oh. myself. What what have you bought, you big bald oh, fan? There's only four transactions. <laughs> <laughs> I will um I will go through them in smallest value first. So uh, actually no, that's that's a silly way of putting it. There was there was like sixty two pounds left over uh, from a previous month. It was the rest of, it was the bolt action stuff I'm painting just now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was, a, it was a unit of Hungarian guys in snowsuits, mother, two little dinky tanks, and some other gubbins. So that was sixty-two quid. So I was always carrying that over, and then, honestly, for three weeks, I only spent money on one thing, and it was a, a tiny little expenditure. It was like eh, nine pounds, and it was a guy that was selling a rule book for a. Um, a spaceship Starfleet type game called A Billion Suns mm-hmm. uh, by Osprey Games and it's it's another one of those um, miniature agnostic uh, rule sets that I thought I, I, I got a I got a, a copy of the playtest beta rulebook and I remember reading that and I was going to try and get a few you know solo games just to get a feel for it but life and stuff took over and I just never bothered Um but it came up super cheap, uh, and it was from a seller that I half knew, um, having done previous deals with him in the past. So contacted him and picked it up, uh, which was pretty cool. And I've had a scan through it, and it'll be something I'll use for my Babylon 5 um, spaceships uh, as, as, yeah. as another option for them, which is really cool. Then uh, a new bolt action rulebook. Went on pre-order, and uh, I didn't expect it to come up so quickly. And the, my uh, go-to retailer, uh, third-party retailer, Weldon Tabletop Games, based in England, he was given a preview copy by Warlord Games. And as soon as the um, as soon as the book went up for official pre-order he was able to then release that copy to me uh, I haven't received it yet, it's still in the post um, but I'll get it pretty pretty sharp 
compared to the rest of the world, um, which is pretty nice. There's there's copies out in the wild now. I'm not going to be the first person in the world to get it. But it, was, it just felt really nice being taken care of um, by by a, a small retailer that I put business his way. Yeah, that's um, cool. You know, so I was cruising along. That's those are nice. That was um, cost like seventeen quid, including postage. Um, you know, so cruising along nicely, and then, oh, then all went fucking tits up. Honestly, the war games trading groups on Facebook are 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 just like crack dealers. I haven't spoken about it on the podcast this year, but since moving to the central belt, Stirling area in Scotland. I've been aware that there's a, a reasonably good following for a game called A Song of Ice and Fire, a, a Game of Thrones game, but it's based upon the books, not the TV show. And that was produced by, it was via Kickstarter through Cool Mini or Not. And I think, I think it was back in 2017 and they delivered the miniatures in 2018. I'm open for that to be wrong. I don't really care if I am. Um, just a bit of history for, for the listeners and I've seen the models they look really cool and uh, I noticed again that they were having monthly meetings at Common Ground Games one of the guys I play bowl action with uh, he plays it and one of the one of the blokes from the Aberdeen League uh, Ryan I've, yes. I've, seen, I've seen his name pop up against a couple of events uh, for A Song of Ice and Fire, um, as in he's interested or he's going to attend them. So it's, it's, it's cruising around. So I've been keeping an eye on it as, a, as another game to get into, just because it's got a good local following, and the miniatures look really good. Uh, and then on whatever war game trading group, uh, some guy in America was selling off his Kickstarter pledge, the entire thing. Uh, none of it's been painted and um, pretty much untouched and it was going for something like $200 uh, it was like it's over like 150 miniatures you know House, um, House Lannister House Stark, all these extra Kickstarter only exclusive miniatures plus a whole bunch of other stuff that he bought and so I pinged him a message and said look mate how how much is posted to the UK? Expecting it to be a lot, and it did. It came back, and it was it was a lot, but it was it was just within um, what I budgeted. Yeah, uh, the exchange rate. I think it was like seventy five pence to the dollar or something. Mm. Um, whatever it came out, I, I think I, including postage, I think I spent like two hundred forty pounds. Um, so I just my life. I just did it. Pulled the trigger on it. No regrets. If only you'd just bought it at Kickstarter. <laughs> it's like $150 or something like that. Well, no, no. That's, well, that's the thing. Uh, he was selling his bundle for $200 US. Yeah. Um, so I pretty much got it at the Kickstarter price because there was extra units that he'd bought beyond yeah, the yeah. Kickstarter. Okay. Because uh, I ran it past, I ran it past my um, uh, the guy that uh, the guy that plays bowl action with me that also plays it, and he he looked at it and he's like, "Yep, that's that's a bargain." 
Hey. No, I, I, if you've managed to get uh, like, because obviously there were all the stretch goals and stuff like that that it's, aren't it's all available the, now. It's and, all the stretch goals and um, and all that sort of shenanigans plus any extras. Yeah, you've probably come up, come away yeah. with that pretty good. I've, I've come um, out. Yeah. I've come out well. Um, and I'm really looking forward to that getting getting delivered. Uh, it's yep. There's you know, I don't know if I was I didn't know if I was going to talk about this at this point in the podcast. Um, my, I'm having to calm my ambition down a little bit because the the Scottish Grand Tournament for this game is in the end of January next year, <laughs> and I've just got like I've got two armies plus whatever it is about to get delivered, and I'm looking at it like I could fucking do that. I could I could get an ar- I could get my armies ready. Uh, and um, and rock up and and just get involved and have some fun. Uh, so I've I've marked myself down as interested in the event, and uh, and I was just cruising through the previous posts on the event. You know the different sponsors they've announced and the different gaming apps they use. And then I saw the craziest thing, and it was like um, best best army painting. Judged by Duncan Rhodes, best individual miniature judged by Duncan Rhodes, and then it's best something else painted judged by Duncan Rhodes. I'm like, is that is that Duncan Rhodes from Tooth and Coats or previously Games Workshop? Yeah, whatever it is. So I messaged my pal. I'm like, is it is it the same guy? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was here last year, had a great time. He's back again this year. Uh, yeah, he plays, he plays as well, so he may, he may well even be playing in the event. Well, I think he might actually be playing in the event. And then I'm looking at it like, no. And then he fired another message. And he's like, yeah, I think the, I think the best painted army prize is going to be a, a set of his um, Kickstarter paints. Oh, aye. And then, then I thought, oh, oh no. And this horrible little voice in my head is like, Alistair, get your paintbrushes out, fucking get busy. Um, it's like, oh. Right, I need to, I need to have a big rank. I need to get the, I need to get the Scottish um, GT, Scottish GT out of the way. Finish painting for that, and then, and yeah. then see what, see what these, uh, these miniatures look like when they arrive, and then have a proper think if I can commit the time to it. Ugh. Yeah, it, it's a well, a well thought of uh, um, game. I mean, mm-hmm. I, know, I know a fair amount of people. Um, uh, Jayboard Double Skulls uh, podcast plays, um, and a, a bunch of other folk uh, sort of I follow um, and I'm acquainted with online uh, uh, on various channels uh, play uh, as well. Yep. And it, it looks it, the miniatures look nice. Um, I think the rule set itself is pretty good, um, and um, I mean it's it's a rank and flank style game, so uh, yeah, it sounds it sounds interesting. Yeah, I think I've got game systems coming out the what's it? So um, yeah, I'm loath to pick up another one, but yeah, it it does look interesting. I'm I'm balls deep financially now, mate. So I'll I'll let you know. (laughs) Um, But that's like that's that's a pie in the sky ambition. Um, But it's definitely a game that I'm I'm looking forward to to trying in because it'll be the first real new game system that I've I've gotten into since since Bolt Action, which was 
years ago now. Yeah, many years ago. I mean, I'm not, I'm not dropping bowl action for a couple of years yet. I've got army plans and boxes of product lined up to do me all through next year and all through the year after that. Uh, I've got real ambitions there to, you know, do more. So, anyway, I've digressed enough. I've spent far too much fucking money. It's a lot of cash. Uh, it's a lot of cash. It's a, do you know what? It's a lot of um, happiness. <laughs> <laughs> um, on to you though you were a conundrum this month because we weren't we never spoke overly much since our last podcast for whatever life reasons um, but I think you've still done okay I think you're at the £123 mark no less Are you? <gasps> oh that's a shame so you're only like 87 Oh, so close. So, 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 so close. Higher or lower? Uh, it's slightly lower than that. Okay. £83.42. Uh, like, a pound sixty or something like that. More expensive. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm 84 67 Right. What was... What was that? What can you even get for £84.57 from Games Workshop? <laughs> These days... I didn't buy anything like new really this month. Mm-hmm. It was all random eBay purchases. Um, so I got um, one of the uh, Nurgle champions that I, I I was missing. I got that for uh, off eBay for just under nine pounds. Um, I you know how folk buy. Like the Games Workshop boxes and uh, like like Dominion, uh, this Age of Sigmar one, and and split all, all the stuff out. Yes. Um I quite fancied the Indrasta, the Celestial Spear um, from that uh, set, mm-hmm. uh, but I, there was no way I was going to buy like the Dominion box just for one model. No way, um, never do that. No. <laughs> so so I just bought uh, I just bought the model itself. Uh, from somebody who was splitting it out, so that was fifteen quid. I'm looking forward to painting that at some point in the next forty years as well. Um, <laughs> then um, the other, the rest of the purchase was pretty much uh, metal horses. Metal horses. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, so I had a couple of the Marauder uh, miniatures knights who I didn't have horses for. I just bought the. Like the bodies, um, uh, so I've been keeping an eye out for the uh, equivalent era uh, metal horses that were designed by Marauder originally, and then sort of moved over to Citadel. Um, so I got the yeah. last two of those that I didn't have as well. How's that going? Has that been easy to find? No, no. But okay. like the the one of them I got for. I mean, it needs to get stripped because it's uh, clarted with paint. Um, but um, I, I got one of them for fifteen quid, and the other one for twenty. So it wasn't it wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, could it could have been worse. I've seen the one that I got for fifteen quid for uh, go for as much as forty. Um, for one thing. For one. Wow. And they're not even big. Um, little 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 horses. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm quite happy enough with that, you know. I got I got those. Um, 
and the other thing was the last um so so you know that how i think i mentioned last time i got the uh more time amazon warband yeah um um there was a serpent priestess uh that was released outside of that band uh, that i hadn't got so i picked that up for 20 quid as well that's it that's it for me right well i guess you've gone for quite boring oh you're you're quite boring but you spent a lot of money you haven't got a lot of toys well i got, I got fucking shitloads and i spent yeah. shitloads yeah but you also you also spent about five times what i did um yeah, i i would like to think i'm five times more happier than you i don't know i'm quite happy <laughs> <laughs> no, I like uh, I like the things I've got. I mean, I, I I've just got to a point now where I mean, the only things that are new that I'm waiting for, uh, like I I will absolutely buy, are probably Blood Bowl related. So the Creek Rust Gouger model uh, that was announced um, mm -hmm. like a, a month ago, its release date is next next weekend. Um, so I'll buy that as soon as it comes out. And I'm just waiting on the new corn team as well. Yep. Um, so there's, and the, whatever Forge World shenanigans are released on that as well. Right, well, there's, there's, just, there's, there's, 500, like, there's 500 pounds easy. Well, it's easily 100 quid if you add all of the crap together, like the Spike magazine and, uh, and what <laughs> have you. Um, Spike journal, rather. Um, yep. So yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, the next month I'll, if if any of the the corn stuff comes out in the next month, I'll probably have, have bought that for sure. Uh, but um, I'm not overly excited by uh, any of the 40k stuff at the moment. Um, ditto with the uh, Age of Sigmar stuff, unless they release um, uh, like a battle tome for Nurgle <laughs> or something like that. I'm not really going to be overly jumping out my uh, seat to get anything for that. Yep. Um, um, yeah. Well, so with the, with the money being spent, uh, what have you been working on, painting wise, building wise, construction wise, converting wise? So, uh, the majority of my painting work this month has gone into uh, McNuggets Lizard Team uh, that I'm trying to get finished. Um, so the Saurus are coming on quite nice. Uh, I've nearly finished them. Right. They they just need a few bits of detail done on them. Um, this is the team from this is the team from Grebo Managers, isn't it? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, they, like I say, they're they're nearly finished. Uh, uh, the Saurus. So I'd already painted the um, Crocs, and there's the six Saurus, um, and like a couple of de minor details on them. Then they'll be done. And then I can make a start on the uh, um, skinks, and uh, there's eight normal skinks and two chameleon skinks. Mm -hmm. um, now, ordinarily, I'd, I'd be like, oh, fuck, I've still got ten miniatures to paint, but they're fucking tiny, uh, so they're not going to be getting a an epic amount of detail done to them. Uh, so um, they shouldn't take me that long. Uh, they've been um, primed and uh, base coated in the the main colours that they're going to be in, but mother of fuck, those things were the total bastard and pieces of shit to put together. 
Yeah, I've been waiting for you to say that. <laughs> I have never put together as badly a designed set of miniatures as that lot. Now, I mean, I, I like Grievo's stuff. They look great, you know, and I'm a, a fairly accomplished model builder. I hate building models, but I'm, a, I'm an accomplished one. Anybody wants to look at the conversions that I've done over the years, feel free to look at my Instagram and you'll see how good I am at making models. Yep. Um, but fuck my life. These things were just... I mean, some of them, you just have to look at them and the arms will fall off them. <laughs> uh, because the arms are the, the tiniest things. I mean, they're barely the width of a, uh, a fingernail. Uh like I mean, they're so they're so small and delicate. How I've managed to not lose one of the fucking things is just unreal. Like so I, I, I mean, you, you might have just heard a bottle of wine getting opened there. <laughs> I, I, but bolster, uh, bolster yourself for the entertainment. But yeah, yeah I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm not one to uh, to get kind of like overly animated about these things. Uh, the Snotling Pump Wagon was right up there in the in the piece of shit models that I've built. <laughs> Um, but these ones uh, take take the biscuit. How how on earth somebody could design something that size to have seven constituent parts or six constituent parts? You know, like I've I've got the um, the Gribo uh, Unrenaissance team. You know, the one that they did for the World Cup uh, that you went to and Luca. Yeah. Um, and the ghouls in that are roughly the same height. As the um, as the skinks, one piece. Yeah. So, and they're they, they look fine. They're reasonably dynamic. Uh, you know, they they they, they do the job. I, quite why somebody thinks a skink needs a separate jaw, uh, or two separate arms that are the, the size of paper clips, and in, in terms of their thin, uh, how thin they are, fucking hell. Um, I, I, it almost made me think that the uh, the person who designed them has never actually built a model before. It was it was that that sort of kind of thing. Um, so Confused. yeah, fucking hell, I'll never build those things again. Um, I, 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 if somebody offered me a commission for them now, I'd tell them to fuck off. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, never never again, never again. God almighty. Oh, dear. I'm brilliant. assuming they'll probably be re-releasing them in Greeblood, the <laughs> resin 3D printing that they, they, they do. And almost all the stuff that they've been doing that in has been one piece. So fingers crossed anybody who buys it going forward and that material will have uh, that uh, element of uh, uh, sort of Catastrophe taken away from them. Well, Price. Fucking dicks. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, only other, the only other thing I've painted uh, was uh, the two Stormcast that I'm painting for my daughters um, for um, Stargra uh, Frostgrave. Yep. Uh, so they've been get uh, they're they're about eighty percent done, but I thought I'd better crack on with McNuggets uh, lizards, considering I'm probably seeing them in uh, a couple of weeks' time at Killy Bowl. So um, I I thought I'd pause them for a, a minute while I, I sorted his lizards out. Yep. How about yourself? I have been frantic. 
with the old painting things. So, uh, my commission for McNugget sixty nine uh, is the the Dark Elf Grievel team is done in the can. Yes. Uh, I've I've yet to put them in the light box for photography, um, and I will get round to that before they get posted off. Uh, I would have done it sooner, but um, the customers sending me a figure case uh, directly from a manufacturer uh, to put them in and then I can then post them onto him. And that figure case hasn't shown up for whatever postage reasons, not, nothing to do with me. So uh, they're just sitting in my uh, one of my display cabinets at the moment, looking really good, very happy with them. Uh, but it was good to get, to get them shuffled on. And then it was frantic construction of... Uh, a uh, bunch of bolt action stuff so the two little dinky multi-launcher tanks uh, a new, what was new to me plastic German truck kit which was mm -hmm. uh, oh I hadn't hadn't built a plastic kit in years for bolt action um, but it was, it was really detailed for any bolt action listener out there, it's the Opel Blitz uh, truck, but you can also make it as the, the multier half-track truck. So it comes with lots of extra bits and it comes with like full interior cabs, uh, blah blah blah, really cool. Um, so let's put that together. Uh, so they're sitting fully constructed, waiting to get airbrushed. Um, I'll do that tomorrow night. I've got about 20 uh, infantry miniatures that I'm currently painting in winter camouflage. Uh, they're all about 80% done. They should be done by Tuesday. Uh, Got to get busy on them. And I've started construction on my next Blood Bowl commission, which is the uh, the Black Orc team from the Season 2 box set. Uh, mm -hmm. And the two coaches and various other associated star players. So, uh, And they're for a customer down in England. Uh, he's asked for uh, a, a Scottish theme but using the alternate sort of Scottish colours from the Lion Rampant so they'll be yellow and uh, a nice red um, for them your, uh, yeah, yeah, the same guy that bought uh, the, the Imperial Nobility yeah. team the, the white, purple and bronze Scottish theme that I did and I'm, I'm sure I mentioned in a previous podcast ages ago that I sourced uh, Lion Rampant uh, decals for doing all ah, the detail work. Right, yeah. 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 So I sourced them. They've they've been sitting in the wings waiting. So um that's been that's been really I've been really busy every night. Uh, every night and every afternoon when my son is having his nap, I've been at the painting table um working away. Uh, and you know with the Blood Bowl miniatures I'm sure a great many people now will have put the the new Black Orc team together. But so far they're all going together really nicely. Um I'm again impressed by Games Workshop's uh, attention to detail, the way they've chopped the miniature for construction, for putting it on the sprue. Uh, yeah, can't can't fault them. Um, other than the obvious complaint that the bases they supply have got a slaughter cut into it, which you have to fill up, which is fucking yeah. dumb. Stupid Games Workshop. But, yeah, that that is that is annoying. I. Um... They're useful for some things, uh, but yeah, um, yep. When you're when half the teams don't come with um, with slaughter um, tabs, tabs uh, yeah. And, yeah, 
No, it's uh... yeah, super frustrating. Yeah, but that's um, the Blood Bowl base because it's got the little hole in it for the ball. Exactly. I've never, I've never used. I, I don't know anybody that's ever used it. It's dumb. Um, yeah. Stop being a fucking animal and get a ball token. Exactly. Pricks. But not really busy. Uh, I've got paints flying everywhere. Uh, the wet palette, which I picked up a couple months ago, as we discussed in previous previous podcasts by Army Painter, really good. Still enjoying using it. Uh, it's really good quality. Um, no, it's been good fun. Getting the glue out, getting the paint out, getting the airbrush fired up. Lifting the glue. Yep. Using my little Vortex mixer, mixing up all these old colours I'm having to dredge through. Uh, no, man, it's been, I've been loving it. Absolutely loving it. I forgot, I forgot there was one other thing I painted. I finished off my Flint Churn Blade conversion as well. Yeah, he turned out nice. Yeah, yeah, quite happy with that. Now I just need Games Workshop to bring him back. Yeah, just sit and wait, mate. It'll happen. Can, it'll, he'll turn up, I'm sure. It'll happen. If not, I've got a nice wee uh, Blood Bowl chainsaw dwarf. Yep, it just looks cool. Just for shits and giggles. Yep. Uh, yeah. No, good. So, sounds like we've both had a pretty uh, productive and uh, um, fun month. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to more more of the same coming up. Uh, God, I'm totally riled up after that Grebo chat. I know. I thought <laughs> you would be. <laughs> you've you've been aching to provoke me on that one for a while. Yeah, I, I really have. Yeah, it. I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't bag Grebo too much because they are, they are a good, a good company, and um, Alessio, uh, one of the guys that runs it, is a, is a great guy, and uh, like, like I say, their models look, look good, and they're all painted and uh, put together. <laughs> it's just this one. Ah, oh, my, my life. Yeah. Right. Anyway. Um, Anyway, What's rookie coaches. Next? Rookie coaches. Rookie coaches. Yay. Yay! Well done, rookie coaches. Thank you for hanging on uh, once again. As myself and Phil talked you through our highs and lows of war game and expenditure, bank accounts, and painting and hobbying, uh, we finally get to the, the rookie coaches section. And um, as we indicated, we're going to be talking about the necromantic horror team, which you will find on page one hundred and nineteen. Of the Blood Bowl Season 2 rulebook. Or in uh, the Spike Journal for uh, Necromantic. Which is Spike Magazine 11, or whatever it is. Sure. Is that, I'm going I'm to read, read from the rulebook. Have you, have you, oh, it's exactly the same. It came out yep. at exactly the same time. The only yeah. thing is the additional star players and stuff like that that were added in. Yeah. Well, you can talk about them if we want to, which we always do. Um, so, as always, Ricky Coaches, uh, first thing we're going to do is we'll talk through the team, the different positionals, their skill access, etc. And I already know without asking, it's my turn, isn't it? It is your turn. Yes, it is. So, Necromantic Horror Team. Wow. Feels like it's been a long time since I've done this. Uh, so, zombie linemen, 0 to 16, they cost 40,000 gold. Movement 4, strength 3, agility 3 plus. Passing is not there. Agility 4 uh, plus. That's what I said, agility 4 plus. Passing is not there. 
uh, AV9+. Plus. They come with regeneration. Primary skill access is general. Secondary is agility and strength. Next up, you get 0 to 2 goal runners. They'll cost you 75,000 gold pieces each. Movement 7, strength 3, agility 3, plus, passing 4, plus, armor 8. Plus. They have dodge. Primary skill access is agility and general. And they've got passing and strength as a secondary. Then 0 to 2 wraiths. They come in at 95,000 gold pieces each. Movement 6, strength 3. Agility 3 plus, they do not have a passing trait. Uh, AV 9 plus, uh, skills and traits. Sorry, I should go back and say they don't have a passing value. It's a passing trait. That was poor, poor grammar. Sorry, rookie coaches. Uh, skills they come with is block, foul appearance, no hands, regeneration, and sidestep. Uh, primary skills, they've got general and strength. Secondary is agility. Then 0 to 2 werewolves, 125,000 gold pieces each. Movement 8, strength 3, agility 3, plus, passing 4, plus, armor 9, plus, and they come with claws, frenzy, and regeneration. Primary skill access is agility and general. Secondary skill access is passing and strength. And then 0 to 2 flesh golems, 115 gold pieces each. Movement 4, Strength 4, Agility 4+, plus. they do not have a passing value, Armour 10+, plus. and Skills and Traits, they come with Regeneration, Stand Firm, Thick Skull. Primary Skill Access is General and Strength, Secondary is Agility. Then Team Rerolls, you've got 70,000 gold pieces each, uh, they do not get access to an Apothecary. Uh, classified as tier 2 in the rulebook but we know that doesn't really matter uh, for reasons moving forward and then special rules they've got Master of Undeath and the Sylvanian Spotlight did I miss anything out in that? Nope Nope. nope. Good stuff nope. so as always Ricky Coaches um, I've forgotten what we do next Is that the we do the league first don't we? That's right, yeah. Yes, so as always, we do forget. But uh, So, League, we're going to talk about our League rosters so we get the classic 1 million gold pieces uh, to spend to put together a League roster. And, and as always, myself and Phil have not conferred beforehand, so we get to reveal our rosters uh, to each other for both this and for the, the tournament uh, rosters. And we get to get, gauge our... Our reactions uh, live on the podcast. Yeah, so, I'm not. I'm not sure we'll be significantly different here, but I guess it depends. On I, I'm going to tell you straight off, Phil. I think I've got this all wrong on all accounts. Oh God! I I could not <laughs> get my head firmly around where I was going uh, with the Necro team. Okay. And I'm, especially in the league, league roster, I really I struggled. This, this is a team that is is tough to get a good start in team without compromising. Then, and that's that's where I think I've made. I think I've compromised in the wrong areas on the league team. But look, I I presented the team to the rookie coaches. You kick off uh, with your league team, mate. Yeah, so I mean, I 
I would sort of say, uh, I'm trying to give a way to caveat this. I think I, I take, took a look at this as somebody who's played a lot of Necro in the league, so it may be that it's maybe not as new coach friendly, but I'll explain the reasoning behind why I've gone down this route. Um, so, uh, two flesh golems, two wolves, one wraith, one ghoul, five zombies, two rerolls, and one dedicated fan um, additional on top of the one that you get for free uh, to take me to one million on the nose. Right. What about yourself? You see, I am different, and I think I... Yeah. I've got one flesh golem, two werewolves, two wraiths, one ghoul runner, five zombie linemen, two re-rolls, and that leaves me 30 grand in the bank, and I have left it there to bring me to a million. Okay. So what were so you again? You were, you were two golems. Two, two flash golems, a ghoul, a wraith, two werewolves, and five zombies. Right. So the, the difference being that you've uh, gone with two wraiths. Um, yep. So I don't, yeah, I think I, li- I like the flesh golems because they are a pain in the arse once you've got block on them. Um, with them having stand firm and thick mm-hmm. skull and AV 10 plus, they're pretty difficult to remove from the pitch. Uh, they're also good for uh, creating sideline screens and cages and stuff like that um, as well. Um, do you want to know what I don't like about taking two wraiths early on? Go for it. Uh, they don't have. They've got no hands. So, I mean, one of the big complaints about the the change from the whites to the wraiths um, in the Necro team. Uh, was that you lose two potential ball carriers. Um, now, I don't quite view it like that because very rarely carried on the wraiths anyway. However, um, I think the fact that you've uh, they've got no hands means that they can't even pick anything up in a pinch. I mean, even a flesh golem can pick, pick something up in a four-up. No, he can't. Uh, yes, he can. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. You can just can't pass it. Just can't pass it. Oh, they, yeah. who, who passes with it, uh, really, anyway? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, so the, fle- the flesh golem, flesh golem could at least still pick something up. I mean, it's not an ideal ball carrier, but, I mean, worst-case scenario, yeah. like, it can still end up with a ball. Um, you see, now, when I, when I put the team together, I was just wanting more, part of it was just saying more um, aggressive skills on the pitch early. Yeah, so that was don't get thought. me wrong. I, I like I like the wraiths. I think they're really good. Um, yeah, it's just cheaper to buy a wraith. Um, after you've created a roster, than it is. No, oh, it's like twenty grand cheaper to buy a wraith than it is a flesh column. Yeah, and to me, that's a negligible amount. Yeah, that was I my like, thoughts there. What I like about the wraith is it's only one skill off 
being Completely. ridiculously annoying. Yeah, it's that that was again another thought there is that it's only one skill away from being a complete uh, a complete piece. Uh, um, two two skills from being a complete piece. Well, two, think... two skills from being amazing. I mean, if you want to, you're obviously aiming for dodge. Um, but then if you want the aggressive skills, sort of the attacking skills, it's um, tackle and strip ball. Yeah? No, 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 What you want to put on the wraith uh, is uh, guard and sidestep. Because mm. they've got, they don't have, uh, um, they don't have agility access. So you're, you're having to uh, go out with primary to to get dodge on them, um, and guard with sidestep and tackle with sidestep are really fucking annoying. Give both of them guard and tackle, and you just yeah. use them as sweepers. And somebody's gonna have a fucking nightmare getting away from that. Yeah, that's um, fair enough. Yep. I think. Um, I mean, you could put dodge on them. Um, I think in the old days of doubles and stuff like that, uh, if I got a double, I would probably put dodge on it. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I've, my first two skills for those would be guard and sides, uh, guard and tackle. Sorry. Um, yeah. For well, sure. yes, for me, it was. I was looking at tackle and strip ball. Yeah, I think I think for strip ball, um, you want to build. Uh, one of your ghouls as a good uh, as a sweeper as well, I think. Yeah. Um, so I mean, like, yeah. The reason the reason I went there with flesh golems was higher armor, um, and thick skull, and the higher mm-hmm. strength. I get where you're coming from with the the, the actual skills side of things because obviously you don't have block on a um, a flesh golem um, until got your first skill so yeah um yeah i like this is another annoying team where there's not really the right sort of skills in place early on but but once you start getting the skills they become an absolute pain in the arse yeah um well that's that's the that's the other thing we should be starting to discuss now is you know right we've we've laid our teams down the first five games what are we hoping to achieve uh, with the different pieces, so if you want to take it from there, we've because we, we delved straight into the the anomalies between our two rosters. But what are you trying to achieve in the first the first five games of your league? What is it you want to get? Yeah, so I think uh, in terms of if I'm looking at skill progression for for the the pieces, I think I would probably go for the the two flesh golems. I'd aim to get block on both of them um, pretty early on. Um, and then it's either a switch between mighty blow or guard, depend uh, depending on the league. And I think um, if it was a, a strength heavy league, I'd probably go down the guard route um, on, on one of them at least early on. Uh, but mighty blow might be useful if there's a lot of um, lower armored teams kicking about. Um, the wolves, like the wolves, are are, are weird because like you used to go for. Uh, Mighty Blow is a double, um, but now we're away from double, doubles and into primaries and secondaries. I don't know if I and the fact that Mighty Blow and Claw don't actually stack anymore. Um, I don't think I could. I would bother going down the Mighty Blow route 
I did think about it, um, putting one of the Mighty Blow um, as a as a chosen uh, secondary um, with its first skill, but all that lends itself to is just getting knocked over all the time and hoping that regen works uh, until you get block on the next one. Uh, so I think I would probably go down block in the the first skill, and then uh, dodge. Um, on the second, uh, the second one, and then probably sidestep on one of them and tackle on the other. Uh, if I was going down that route, um, wraiths. As I've already discussed, guard and tackle would be my uh, my main choices if I was to get to the third skill, mighty blow. Uh, ghouls, like I'd, I'd aim to have it, I'd aim to buy the second ghoul probably first once I'd developed a couple of the players there was a bit more block on the team. Um, one of the things I've discovered from playing Blood Bowl 2020, like more in person now, um, is that you don't want for cash. Like I came out of the first game with like 50, 55k. Mm-hmm. Um, in the bank, so in, in two in two games you're probably going to have, and that seems to be an average, so or somewhere between forty and fifty k seems to be an average, to be honest. Um, so you 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 could end up in a situation where you get uh you can buy a new player in in the second game, and it probably and unless you lose players, it probably wouldn't take you long to uh, to buy another one. So I'd go for a ghoul as another part purchase pretty early on and I think I'd build one down the route of uh, the block sure hands uh, as a kind of primary uh, ball carrier and the other one is a wrestle strip ball tackle kind of piece um, and buddy it up with one of the wraiths um, yeah. but that would all be uh, primary planned progressions with all yes, of those yeah absolutely all of that's primary or or secondary if if needed. Um, um, I guess. And in fact, all of that's primary, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, that's um, the primary. Zombies, zombies. I would probably uh, random skill, and if they got something shit, I would just fire and rehire. Um, I think I'm. I would consider once I'd got up to twelve or thirteen players, I'd consider building one as a dirty player. Um, Zombie, yeah. Um, just just to give me that fouling kind of thing, but yeah, I, I think I would probably random primary, and if it was something shit, I would just fire them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that that's kind of what I was thinking skills wise. What about yourself? Yeah. Look, very very similar. Uh, so the flesh golem, I'd be aiming to get a block on him as soon as. Was humanly possible. Um, packing the two the two werewolves as well. I, again, you said about the mighty blow. Uh, you know, it's in the secondary skill section, but doesn't stack with claw. So I'm not going to waste the points, uh, the star player points, saving up for a skill that doesn't really uh, gel with the the inbuilt inbuilt skills. So I would um, with the two wolves. One would get block, the other would get dodge, 
And then if they got their second skills, I would flip that on their heads. So I've got two blodgers. Um, and then after that, it would be a sidestep, perhaps, or, you know, the sort of um, tackle situation. But I guess in the first half dozen games in a league, I'd be happy just getting block and dodge. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, on, them, on them both. The Wraiths, look, I originally didn't think about guard budding up with sidestep. Um, but now, having had that discussion, look, I've, I've already made the notes on my, on my roster, so I'll stick with my original notes, but I'll concede the, the guard point to you happily. Um, but I'd be aiming to get a tackle strip ball um, on them. Uh, sort of one each, and then uh, I think that's all I'd probably be able to get in the first sort of half dozen games with them. Uh, the goal runner, yep, I've only got one of them, so I'd be building a good ball carrier. So dodge, sure hands, uh, block, and then get sure hands. Yeah, block your hands. Sorry, absolutely. Yeah. And then again, that's all planned primary progression for all those pieces. And then yep, those zombie linemen. As soon as they got to three star player points, they are getting a random general skill, and then that will then uh, indicate whether or not they stay or go, <laughs> depending on what <laughs> they spin out. I think I would I would keep them around until I had enough money to replace them comfortably. And, oh, and yeah. like, yeah, a- after after you've bought the kind of second ghoul or yeah, uh, you're not going to leave them have, leave yeah. them short. Um, but look, in terms of purchases, I. Would I would probably be picking up my second goal first before my second flesh golem? That's I guess that's the tricky thing uh, for me is that with I've got to save a bit more for the flesh golem, so it might actually depend on how the first sort of half dozen results come in. Um, you know, if I were to record a couple of good wins, I'd get the flesh golem first. Or if I was sort of wins, draws, losses, mixed bag, I'd get the I'd get the goal runner next. Um, yeah, but it would those would be the two pieces I'd be obviously wanting to add uh, to to flesh out the the team. I suppose getting guard on the flesh golem as well as the second skill would be would be a thing. So block guard, stand firm, fix goal. They all work well. Yeah, yeah, guard. Guard on them is great, you know. I mean, you're having to to roll knockdowns to, um, to move them away or neutralize guard. Yeah. And if you think about the the fact that there's the guard stand firm on them, and then if you go guard sidestep on the on the wraiths, yeah, uh, on the wraiths, you know that that combination around a cage or a a screen at the side, uh, sidestep on the the wraith. Allows you then to kind of manage your positioning so that you can optimize things like surfs with the the werewolves, yep. um, for for the following turn. So yeah, I think there's a, a few um, a few things uh, that kind of synergize within the team once once they start getting going. It's just uh, just that kind of long period of time until they do. Um, yeah, I would. I would think the first three games, you're really going to have to play, uh, not play safe, but both our rosters are missing 
one or two um, of the key positionals because you need a full set of positionals to make make the team work extremely well. Um, and we're both we're both missing them, but we've we've chosen to miss different ones. Yes. And yeah. So I think I think that and that's more down to it's more down to your experience from your your side, and it's the the play style I prefer on my side, uh, which I think will become even more highlighted because uh, I, I do like to I like to throw a block. Fucking love it. Just put cunts on the ground. Um, that'll come out more in when we talk about the tournament rosters. Yeah, I think you've. Uh, I mean, there's 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 benefits to going down the route that you've gone and that your your team's slightly more mobile and like you said you've got the uh um the extra block of the team at the start yep um so yeah there is there is that uh what i guess what this this team really lacks is rerolls like probably both doing yeah two rerolls each there's, there's so much that you have to be careful um cuz the only things that you've really got for uh that that won't eat rerolls as a matter of course, or the block on the 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 wraith and the or the dodge on the on the ghoul. You know, you don't have a you don't have sure hands built in early on. You block light. Uh, you've got two players that you're going to want to hit players with, so the werewolves uh, as well, because uh, you're going to want to level up or reduce numbers on teams um, with casualties or serfs. So. Yeah, it's a bit of a tra- it's a one of these trap teams that kind of if you if you don't play them uh, carefully, you can play yourself into an absolute nightmare. I think. Um, yep. Which yeah, is a, I, which is a, a tricky one. Yeah, it's for league play for rookie coaches. I wouldn't say that they're, they're a beginner team. No, um, not not at all. If you're looking, if you like the the kind of undeady sort of stuff, uh, then take normal undead. Take, take nor- shambling undead uh, yep. until you're comfortable playing a game, uh, and then take necro. Yeah, you know it's. Uh, um. So yeah, it kind of kind of makes uh, it, it does ma- it does make itself difficult. I think. Yeah. The, the um, way the way I've always thought about the necromantic undead, um, I've I've loved the look of them. I've got a metal team of them somewhere from something, um, probably the twenty fifteen World Cup. Uh, I got all the bits and pieces for making the different teams, the different flavors of undead team. The way I look at it is that the necromantic team there are five different types of player: flesh golem, werewolf, wraith. Runner zombie, and they're all drastically different from each other. Yes, but you're supposed to try and synergize them together to make a cohesive team. And the, the counterpoint of that is when you look at somebody like the Dark Elves. Okay, so you've got a Blitzer, Lineman, Runner, a, a Assassin, Witch Elf. There's there's slight differences in all of them in terms of their built-in skills, you know, movement, but they're all they're all, they're all elves, you know. They're all on a baseline of being an elf. You would agree with that, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So you've you've got to really you have to manage a necromantic team a lot more. I feel um, that might be the wine talking now, but 
they're not an easy team to play. No, I mean, like, uh, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that you can end up doing that will will bugger you. I mean, like the the old frenzy trap, avoiding frenzy traps for starters, and um, remembering that um, sideline pushes are great uh, and surfing's great, but not the expense of getting yourself surfed the next turn. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, managing your movement. And eight, eight, eight move is great, you know. I mean, they're, the werewolves can cover a lot of uh, a lot of range on the pitch, uh, but they can quite easily get themselves into trouble or isolated as a result. So you just got to manage that kind of carefully. And I think it's one of these teams as well where you kind of want you, you've kind of got to think. Well, where am I going to put my um, where am I going to sort of angle my SPP? Um, who's who's my goal scorer? And you've got to kind of until you've got a clear um, ball carrier, um, you've got to kind of spread SPP across two wolves and the ghoul mm-hmm. uh, so that you manage your uh, your advancements, uh, which which can be tricky. Um, and then it's a case of just getting the, uh, the, the, the kind of keeping them protected. Obviously, the, the ghoul doesn't have regen, so... Um, yeah, yep. they're, they're the ones that are likely to be costing you money going forward uh, when they yep. fall over on a three-up. Um, on on so, that yeah. on that bright note, uh, shall we wander over into the tournament rosters? Yes, yes, we shall. Yep. So your your uh, your turn to chat about. Um, the rules and how we put them together. Just, I'm sure the rookie coaches know, yeah. but just in case we've had any new rookie coaches join us for this episode. So I mean, this is only the second episode of us doing it uh, with the new NAF Championship rules as well, so it's worth going over for sure. I mean, um, basically for uh, NAF Champs 2022, um, they will be running um, with a TV of 11.50 and all teams... Uh, we'll be getting six primaries and one secondary um, as uh, like a skill package. So there's no tiering. Every team is getting exactly the same thing. Um, so uh, do, you want, do you want to go through your team first? Sure. Sure. Yeah. So let's, let's I have got, I've got two flesh golems. I've got yes. two werewolves. I've got two ghoul runners, I've got two wraiths, and I've got three zombies, giving me a total of 11 players. I have got three rerolls, and that nails it on dead at 1150. Yep. Super happy. Yeah. I, 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 I like that for, for, the, uh, for the beginner, yep. for somebody who's kind of new to to that it's a safe it's a safer roster for sure yeah what about your roster so i've gone slightly different and, and only slightly in the um so i've got the two golems two wolves two wraiths two ghouls um and then i've gone with four zombies two yep. rerolls two uh, assistant coaches and a cheerleader and that comes at tv 1150 um now I 
the assistant coaches one I've popped two on because um, the kickoff result that has assistant coaches on it is now number seven. It's seven roll. It's a roll of seven, I think, which is probably the most common roll. Yep. On two um, sides, yes, statistically yes. it's supposed to be. Uh, so yeah, brilliant coaching uh, is now that, and it's D six plus the number of assistant coaches. So, although I've gone one reroll light uh, in comparison to you, I've maximised my chances of reroll denial or uh, getting rerolls myself uh, by getting the um, uh, a, a higher ch- chance of getting a reroll on cheering fans or brilliant coaching. Yeah, no, um, I can see that. Good. And the reason I've gone with with the extra zombie as well is fouling. You know, like yeah. first first kind of half or the opposition's drive. I'm going to be fouling the fuck out of anything until I get somebody sent off. Anything that goes down, I'm going to be gang fouling with a zombie. Yep. Um. Yep. So that I mean that that's that's it. But I think three rerolls is safer. You've got the you've got the regen on most of your players, so like having the eleven players isn't a massive churn. It's not the same as a lot of other teams where that, that was my thought as well. Yeah, so I think I think that I think your roster is a safer one um, for yep. somebody who's who's less less kind of aware of how they play. Um, yeah. Do you want to go into skills? Yeah, um, on you go. You, you so go. we've got the six norm, the six um, primaries, and the one secondary. I have yep. gone for all primary skills. Yeah. Uh, so the rates, I spoke about them previously, um, and I've given one strip ball and one gets tackle. Then I've got the two goal runners. I've given them both block, so they're both lodgers. I want them to be up on their feet. Uh, when they're doing their stuff. The two werewolves, I've given them both block. So block, claw, frenzy. Uh, it'd be foolish to do anything else in my eye. And then uh, I've only given one skill to a flesh golem, uh, and I've given him a guard. And then the other flesh golem has to be naked, and the three zombies are naked. Okay. And that's what I've gone for. Yeah. So I kind of I like that maybe a bit more than I like mine. Mine, mine isn't massively different in, in some areas, but that the, I have gone, I've gone a little bit different. So yeah. um, in terms of the, see, I've put, I've put block on both the wolves. I yes. was tempted to take the secondary as mighty blow, but you really need to be on the money with uh, getting assists and hoping that you don't get smacked about in re- in the return. Is that on uh, the werewolves? Yeah, on the werewolves. Um, but I, we, we discussed already that it doesn't synergize with claw anymore. So no, but I mean it can help thin out um, or increase the chances of uh, um, of course yeah. AV nine teams. Um, so yeah, um, I, I still think, I still think blocks, two times blocks the right, the right move there for sure. Yep. Um, 
I've gone on the ghouls. I've put wrestle on one, um, and sure hands on the other. Uh, another reason for not worrying too much about um, rerolls is that I've, I've got somebody who can get a free reroll for picking up the ball. Effectively, yep. and that's that's why I didn't go for sure hands because I've got three rerolls. Yeah. Um, I think in the th- in the three reroll build, I would do exactly the same as you. I'm, yep. And and block one and but I would wrestle the other. Um yeah, just because really, I like I like a ghoul as a safety. They've got movement seven, they're uh they're wrestle dodge, so I mean they're difficult to put down um without taking yourself down. So yeah, I think uh I think in that in those that circumstance I think I would still take the wrestle, but I would probably take yeah. the block over the sure hands. The 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 other places we've differed, so I've put block on both the f- the flesh golems, mm-hmm. and then I've put guard on on one of the wraiths. Right, so you've got a naked wraith. Yes, well, I mean it's still useful with sidestep and block. Oh, yeah, as as I discussed. Um, no, the the only th- the only thing I would say for that uh, for yours is obviously with you having tackle and strip ball, um, you're you're probably. Tackle is a good option to have. Um, so, I mean, I hummed and had about this a, a, quite a bit. Um, I considered put uh, just putting block on one of them and putting tackle on on one of the wraiths. Yeah. So I then had I had a, a like a can up there for all sort of all of all of the options basically. Now, strip ball's a weird one because I think. There's a lot of teams who'll go down the sure hands route. So strip balls obviously negated there. But there's also a lot of teams that just can't put uh, sure hands in. They can't They can't maximise it. It's, di- it's very difficult. I like it. Yeah. But you have to end up playing the the right teams, otherwise it's a dead skill. I just um, I like, I like seeing it combined with sidestep. You know when you when you sidestep into a cage, and you have to throw that if if you if you're forced to throw the uphill block. That's when that's his yeah. ball being being a thing. Yeah, I mean, if you can engineer, you've you've got two wraiths. If you can engineer two chain pushes, or a chain push after you've been uh, pushed into the cage from your. Um, or with one of the other ones on both the uh, the uh, the the wraiths, and one's got guard, one has a, a strip ball. Then yeah, maybe it's quite an edge. It's an edge. It's it's an edge case that though. I think. Yeah. Like I I find I found from playing most of the tournament games um, with them. I, I, I'm not sure strip. No, I, I'm not. I don't think I would take strip ball. But I mean, I can see reasoning behind taking it for sure. Yeah. Um. So I, like I said, I'm still. I, I, I'm not a hundred percent sold on having block on both of the of the golems. I could be. De- I could be persuaded to drop one of the blocks and go for a tackle on the other wraith. So that that's kind of where I am with the skills. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, they're strength. They're strength four. You know, I mean, like it's good to have like reliable <coughs> blockers on the line, 
but they're still going to get two dice a lot of the time unless you're playing against a team that's got a, a metric fuck ton of guard. So, yeah, or if you come up against black orcs or um, or lizards. Yeah. So yeah, we're not not wildly different, but different no, we're not. But like I said, it's probably down to play style more than anything else. Well, yeah, you've um, you've got the experience with these guys. I've also done I, shit with them at some tournaments, though. Yeah, well, that's still experience, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas, some of them were do- some of them were doing things like uh, taking mighty blow on one of the wolves, and uh, not putting block on the on, on the flesh columns. I think. So yeah, although although I've had some bad results, I think yeah, I, I, I can I know where I've gone wrong in particular tournaments with them. Yeah, and as you as you mentioned as well, the roster I put together it's it's quite safe. Um, yes, you know yeah. all the possessionals are there. Got three rerolls. Got a bucket of block. Uh, you know, there's a guard in there. Um, Eleven players. It's it's a good. I really thought I'd got it wrong because I was trying to see the, you know, where the creative play is coming from. But in the end, I'm looking at it again. It's like now your play style would be uh, remove some players, throw a, a whole bunch of safe blocks that you can. And then just start to let the game open up, regardless of what what team it is you're playing against. Um, you know, yeah. it's got. I think. I think what I like about a three reroll build is uh, that that third reroll could be used for anything. Uh, so if you, if you don't need it on the pickup, uh, then you've got that third reroll in the bank. So whereas yep. with my build. Sure hands is only really applicable against teams with strip ball and when you pick up uh, when you're picking up the ball. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if you don't need it for uh, picking up the ball because you've picked it up first time and there's no strip ball on the other team, it's effectively a dead skill. You know, I mean, you're not going to be using it necessarily uh, all the time. Uh, whereas the uh, the re- the third reroll could be big in a game. You know, it's. Uh, Yep. So it is a bit, it is a bit more gambly going down uh, my well, route, I think. Especially, I mean, especially, especially in the environment we have now, is if you need to use multiple rerolls in a turn, you can. Um, so yeah, I think I think that is a thing. Uh, if you've got a lot of rerolls, I think you could probably get away with that. Um, have I felt like I would want to use more than one reroll in a turn so far? Since I've pl- started playing 2020, though, no. You see, it's no. interesting that you think like that. I would reverse engineer that thought into games I've played uh, in Blood Bowl 2016 edition. And yes, there's definitely turns where I've had multiple rerolls sitting, and I would like to have used a couple of rerolls on that turn. There's always been games where I've wished I've I'd had another another reroll, but not necessarily one where I wish I could have rerolled. Uh, had a second reroll in the turn. Um, no, there's there's definitely games when I've had that. I'm I'm looking forward to those type of games coming back up. To see, play, I think, yeah, I think there will be the odd one here or there where yeah, having a having a having. The ability to take two rerolls in a turn would actually make a difference, uh, for sure. Um, but I don't know if I would 
hold back two rerolls specifically to do that? Oh, no, no, no. But I would, I would never hold back rerolls. It's just that if the opportunity came up and the rerolls were already just sitting there, you know, if you've had if you've had five or six successful turns and you've not had to reroll anything, um, you know, towards the end you would be, you know, carrying those rerolls and you know, it's use them or lose them. Yeah, so you'll you'll have to have had quite a good. So the way I the way I think about that is if you have got to turn six or turn seven, and you haven't needed to use a reroll at some point, the game is probably going in your favour at that particular point yeah. in time. But that's that's when you want to try and push the advantage. You know, if it's if it's blocks that are, uh, you know, not getting you down results, you can. Keep pushing them. Yeah, I think the average person will, will end up using uh, the the average person who who was is more likely to use more than one reroll a turn will end up using them a lot earlier than that. Yeah, um, well, that's 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 something that we'll discuss in in the months coming along as as we play more games and we we see we see more games of um, twenty twenty being played in front of us. You know, yeah. you've you've got a uh, Kelly Bowl coming up in Kilmarnock yep. in a couple of weeks' time. You're going to play three competition games of Blood Bowl, and you'll have people talk to you about their games and moan to you about their games. Uh, so yeah. you'll get you'll get more information, um, which is which is oh. really good. It will it will be interesting to see with the rerolls how how people manage them. I think I because I come from a kind of thought process of most of the games I. Uh, the teams I play, I can only ever get two rerolls anyway uh, in the builds. Um, I probably, I think reroll management is my thing. So I don't generally, I, I tend to use them wisely. Uh, whereas I know some people are quite gung ho with their reroll use. Um, yeah. Like, a, well, the first couple of games, in fact, the first game I played um, at Blood Bowl 2020 against Hipster Potter, uh, he'd used all three of his rerolls in the first two turns. So, yeah, that's overkill. <laughs> yeah, and I'm pretty sure uh, Spooner had used the bulk of his by halfway through as well. And I was still sitting on uh, on at least one. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I think the reroll thing's a bit of an enigma at the moment. I think, uh, I think it needs yeah, it, it needs a bit more kind of uh, yeah real life experience. Well, I guess in this um, instance, we'll let the we'll let the rookie coaches decide which of our tournament rosters are worth um, carrying forward or worth practicing with. I think but if I was going, I think if I was going fresh in, I'd go with yours. Maybe not with the skills, but definitely with the, the three rerolls. Yep, I agree. I agree. From a rookie coach's perspective, yep, I've got the, the better roster. Skill choices, yep, I would listen to Phil uh, a little bit on this in terms of what to give the wraiths. Um, but the big question, Phil, in terms of tournament winnability out of 10, where do necromantic horror uh, sit? On a scale of 1 to 10. Yep, as always, 1 being not a chance in hell and 10 being nailed on to win. Uh, I, I, I would say 
solid six with nudging into a seven. Yep, I think I agree. You, you will see them up, kind of floating around the kind of top half of the the draw. Um, after the first couple of rounds, do you see them regularly in the top table? Mm, not, not masses. Do they not win as regular? Mm, not as regular 20. as un, as undead, for example. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, they're still they're still capable. I mean, in the right hands with the right opponents and the right uh, right dice going your way and removals going your way. I mean, they can they can obliterate a team. You know, I think it's. Uh, no, I, I, I would agree. Solid, solid six, edge and a seven. Um, if the player is really good that's using them, uh, mm-hmm. they can do well. What I would say, and it's I guess we'll we'll do a podcast in the future about different competition formats, but if you're in a team format, be it for the World Cup, Euro Bowl, um, UKTC type thing, having a necromantic horror team on your on your on your team is a good thing. I would say they're they're one that you would definitely consider. Would you agree on that, that aspect? Um it would depend on the makeup of the rest of the team. If it well, was if a you... choice, if it was a choice between a player taking necromantic or undead, I would say take undead. But mm-hmm. um, if you there was room for both in the tournament uh, and the team, I would say yeah, they're a, they're a good shout. Yeah. One 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 bit of advice I would I would give to anybody uh, who is looking at. Uh, Necro is learn how to do a one turn touchdown with them. Yeah, because you've you've got movement eight, and you've got frenzy, so it's one of the easier teams to do it with. Yeah, um, so learn learn get that in your arsenal, um, and learn how to use it. Cool. So not that it's relevant to the tournament pack, but what um. What's star player access to Necromantic Horror get? Uh, so they get any, Masters any of Death and Sylvanian Spotlight. Now, I, I looked at potential star player builds because you know I like having a wee tinker with that anyway. Uh, but um, I don't think there was any that would work for Necro at that uh, costing. However, in, in, in league player, if you've got a little bit more money to spend in a tournament... I think the only ones I would, the only ones I would kind of regularly kind of go with. So they they've got access to Bryce the Slice Cambule, um, Frank Enstein, Gracken Crumbleberry, Gretchen Vachter, Helmet Wolf, Skrull Half Height, and Wilhelm Cheney. I think the only ones I would regularly kind of drop in are Bryce at 130k. He's a chainsaw player. Um, and that would only be if I didn't have enough money to take a wizard. Um, and Wilhelm Cheney, I think, is is good, but because uh, he gives you a third re- uh, third werewolf, or if you're a <laughs> werewolf down on an MNG or something like that, and you've got enough money to to take him, he's a good werewolf replacement. 
Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't like Frankenstein. Um, he is a, a slightly less shit big guy. <laughs> um, but you're paying like 100k more and he still doesn't have block. Um, so I don't know. I, uh, in, in theory, um, Gretchen should be all right. You know, she's like a, a, a good wraith, but I mean, do you need three wraiths on your team? I mean, she's around about the same. She's more expensive than Wilhelm Cheney. And I think Cheney does a lot more for the money. He's a good yep. ball carrier, uh, and he's also a good sweeper, being strength four and having wrestle. So, yeah, it's it's a weird set of uh, um, of star players. Like, I would I wouldn't take Helmet over Bryce. I think Bryce is uh, obviously ten k cheaper, and he's got thick skull. Um, which is useful. Um, who else was there? Scroll half height. I mean, scroll half height was one of these ones that I, I was. I sat and thought, oh, maybe maybe he would be all right. But um, I'd give you a, a, an option for a passing game, and then I thought, no, who 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 passes? Like, why would you need to pass on this team? Hand off. Yep. At, at the you've got the you've got the speed to do to hand off the entire. Uh, just about the entire length of the Blood Bowl f- uh, field. Yep. Um, so I don't think he offers enough. You know, I mean, he's got nerves of steel, pass, and sure hands, but he's still passing on a four up. You know, and so yeah, I'm I'm not, um, and picking up on a four up as well. I'm not keen on him. Yeah, this. he didn't he, he didn't fall my ball either. Um, but that's and and. Just crack and crumble, but I no. I've, I've, in fact, I've, I've not come across. I think I say that every, every month. I don't think I've come across a team where I would choose to take crack and crumbleberry over nah, other cause, things. Nah, because I mean, we're talking about dark players. Um, they always get discussed at some point, and they're yeah. they're never they're never a worthwhile option. Based upon the other types of inducements that are open to the teams, so you know, hopefully the rookie coaches out there haven't invested any money buying the models because it's going to be super rare that we'll actually recommend you use them. Yeah, I mean, I bought them right back at the start uh, when they came out because of the yeah. Warhammer World exclusive as well, mm-hmm. um, and I think I would use Grack as a as an, another ogre for the ogre team. Yeah. That's about, yeah, just, that's about it. Just use the miniature. I yeah. I was lucky. I was lucky back when they came out. I painted, I think, four sets of Crack and Crumbleberry <laughs> yeah, for, that, for different yeah. commissions, just churning them out as they arrived on my doorstep. Um, so that that's satisfied my painting urge. Um, and I've never I've never had the urge to use them um in a game, yeah. so but that yeah, that, listen, that, listen, that, Coach, they're nice to have, but yeah. Listen, Ricky Coach, is that that was that was necromantic horror. Um you know, not the horror story I thought it was gonna be. I really doubted some of my choices there, but I'm happy that my uh, tournament roster was well received by Phil. 
there's, there's, there's logic. There's logic behind both of your uh, both of your choices, uh, and and that that's the important thing there. You know, I mean, it's not like you've just uh, tapped a greasy thumb at, uh, uh, on a keyboard and randomized it. You know, it's, no, no. Uh, there's definitely thought process gone into those ones. So it makes sense to me. Good, good thought. So, what are you thinking about for next day, uh, next month? What are your what are your best endeavors? What have you got planned? What have I got planned? So, I'll get I'll get this. Um, I'll have that um, lizard man team finished for sure. Um, I've got. Is he, has he paid you for them yet? Oh, I, I. Oh, you I, got money up front. Oh, boy, settled. Um, we're settled up for that. Yeah, I refused. I refused to take money until they were done. Yeah, I mean, I would know. I, I, I was quite uh, keen to not not do that uh, to do that as well. But uh, Mark just wanted to pay pay for them up front, and that that was fine. I didn't didn't argue it for yeah. For my much, my wanted. my own commission usual policy will be fifty percent payment up front, fifty percent payment on delivery. But when it's people that I know that I know well, I'll um, I'll just take. I'll take a hundred percent payment at the end. I just yeah. find that it's like it's a good it's a good motivator. I think I'd I'd do the same as you if I was um if I was uh painting something for somebody else um that I didn't know it'd be fifty up front a fifty percent up front fifty on completion. Yeah. Um but I mean so so I'll have them finished. Um I think the the next thing so I I'm I'm in a Rather fortunate position in that I've got two months off work uh, at the end from the end of this month. Um, so I'm going to try and get some other backlog of kind of part finished things done. And I would like to paint a Blood Bowl team of my own <laughs> rather than paint that other would be nice. ones. Uh, I've not decided on on what I'm going to paint yet. I quite fancy. So I've got a couple of options. I quite fancy painting either Skaven or Underworld, um, or maybe both. As is a, that all? A, is that all? Um, games Workshop miniatures, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. I've got, um, I've got it all already, because um, I painted Glart Smash Rip a, a wee while back uh, for use in my Nurgle team, and I would probably just use the same colours as I've gone with the Nurgle team. Uh, and Glart uh, for the um, Underworld and Skaven um, because it's it looks nice. I like it. Yeah. Um, and I've got Hack Flem sitting as well. So yeah, I'll probably make a start on on that um, and get that that undone uh, that done because I'll, I, I think it in the next season. Uh, AB, in ABBC, I'll I'll probably take either Skaven or Underworld. So, um, yeah, get that done. Maybe I've got some Plague Bearers that are close to getting finished, and I'll just power through them as well. And the other two members of the Worm Spat, um, they're about sort of fifty percent done each. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. That that would be, that would be kind of achievable potentially. Um, at least made at least have made some good headway on on 
one of the uh, on my own team by then, I think, for the next podcast. That's not good. What about yourself? I think for myself, um, all the bolt action stuff on the table will have to be done because I'll have used it by then. Uh, so there's no options on on that. So then, moving forward, full construction uh, and undercoat as a minimum for the black orcs. Uh, that should be achievable. I should actually get some base colours on them as well. But as a bare minimum, get the get the full construction done. Get the get the undercoat and maybe a zenithal highlight on them uh, just to kick myself off. And then at some point that the Song of Ice and Fire bundle will arrive on my doorstep um, and I'm going to have to decide that will that will gauge how I operate for the next three months. As soon as that arrives I'll have a look at it, work out how many miniatures I would need to, to use as an army for this um, grand tournament at the end of January and then I'll, I'll know within a week if I'm going to actually aim for it, and that, that's a huge commitment in terms of painting something to a really high standard. Uh, so I'll really need to think about that. Um, the other thing I'll need to make sure I do is uh, I want to get my 3D printer set up. It's been in the box for a couple months beside me, and uh, I want to get the... I've got a desk that I just need to put together and get into my hobby room and um, have it ready. I might not have anything printed, but at least get out of the box. Actually, what am I saying? I'll um, print the there's like test test tokens and icons or little castles and stuff I that you can print out on color it. Color so. and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if I can if I can get that done as well, that would be that would be really good. Uh, so that I can start that part of the. You know, my future hobby is something that we've, we've spoken about a lot on the podcast this year. So, um, finish the year off with printing something, something fucking cool. Hey, uh, oh, and yeah. I need to, I need to photograph a whole bunch of stuff I've painted. So, now it'll be another, another busy month. And, uh, I'll look best endeavors if I can, the, the Bolt Action Grand Tournament in Scottish Nationals, whatever it's called. Oh, fuck. It's five games. I'm going to try and stake my claim to... Makes a struggle. I don't want to sound like an absolute asshole, but... Four wins and a loss. So yeah. I, reckon I'll, I reckon I'll go four wins and a loss, and I'll finish eighth overall. Out of, I think it's currently there's currently 28 players. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my prediction. Four okay. wins, a loss, and I'll finish eighth. Uh, and the reason I say that is that the the German army, regardless of the list you take, the German army is really good, but it just lacks that final magical something to win an event. You know, I've I've played with them in the past. I have never, I've never actually won an event with. The Germans. I've podiumed, you know, dozens of times, um, but I've never won. Uh, just they lack 
they're, they're just missing a something. I've won with other other nations, you know, Soviets, British. Fuck, I've won with Romanians um, before, you know, obscure Axis armies, but never won with the Germans. So, and I, I, that will not change. I'm being realistic, so. Fuck, it sounds depressing now. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure uh, how how well I'll do it, uh, Killy Bowl. Because of I mean, course, yeah, Killy Bowl for you. Got, we've both got kind of competitive events. Yeah, like I'm I'm one of these guys uh, at tournaments where it either goes really really well, and I, bo- I bottle it at the top end, mm-hmm. or I have a, a nightmare. <laughs> I don't seem to have. There's been a couple where I, uh, in fact, the, like. Playing Lizards has been largely successful, and I've been close to winning with Lizards. Um, I think I'm not that far off a tournament win. Um, yep. I think it's 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 there's a potential in there for that, but I mean there's so many good players um, in our group um, in Scotland. Uh, that um, a lot of it really just depends on who you play in the first game. Because um, if you come up against somebody really good in the first game as well, and you draw, then the pressure's on. You know, it's uh, um, you've got to win your last two games. Um, yep. So yeah, I think uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't know if I'm, I'm not comfortable enough with the BB twenty two twenty twenty. Uh, rule set yet either to kind of say, well, look, I'm I'm on top of this, so I'm I'm not sure where I, how I'll do. You're not even man enough to make a prediction. I wouldn't like to put a prediction on it. No. <laughs> yeah, I think I think on a good day I could get top top six. I think at the moment, um, but you know, it's uh. uh That'll depend. Yeah, I'll, I'll see. We're not we're not talking apples and apples here between the two of us and our events that we're predicting. Um, I've got a good understanding of the rule system and experience of it at tournament level. Whereas with Bullet Bowl twenty twenty, it's a little bit different. We don't really know how you know are all the good players from the previous edition. Are they still you know, good players with their teams or? How much are they going to have to adapt? So yeah, it's a it's a difficult one. Yeah, but yeah. it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see if I do better or worse than I than I'm thinking. But I'm, I am I am seriously thinking I'll be I'll just sneak into the top ten. I'm sure you'll be up there in, uh, in that. Um, I think you'll be I think you'll be top ten. Yeah. Oh, be a struggle. It's a, it's a strong field. We've got a you know a big contingent coming over from Denmark, including all their uh, world team championship team. They're all really good. We've got the captains of England uh, and one of his team players coming up. Uh, the previous captain of Wales. I think it's coming up. I'm not sure if any of his team are travelling with him. Uh, obviously, there's all the Scottish 
uh, World Team Championship level players. They're all going to be there bar one. Um, he's got family commitments, but, which is a shame. It'd be good to have him along. But yeah, they're all going to be there. So it's yeah, the, it's, it's a tough field. Plus, then you've always got the wild card players that are, um, you know, out there. So now it's it's going to be going to be hard going. I'm looking forward to it. I'm nervous, but uh, I think those nerves are only based upon putting expectation on myself, which is which is a guess. If rookie coaches are still listening to us dribble on, that that's something that you have to manage um, as a tournament player is not to put too much pressure on yourself but also balance out by not being too relaxed. You know, yeah. you, you don't yeah, want to go but... into an event and not, not care what happens, but you don't want to go into an event fully focused and thinking you must win everything that you do. Yeah, so I think that's important. You know, you've you've got to decide as you go into a tournament what, what you want to achieve. Now, not obviously battling loads of pressure on yourself, but also, I mean, it's fine going to a tournament just for fun and uh, taking um, goblins or what have you. Um, but you know if you're doing that, you should be going into it with the expectation that you're not going to win the tournament or the, the, the odds of you winning the tournament are very low. Yep. So you're probably going into it just from the fun aspect of it. But, I mean, your majority of it, attendees at these events will be wanting to be competitive. And I guess it's just setting your goals. You know, I mean, I always go into a tournament with a bare minimum of one win. You know, like if I, in a three-day event, I want to get, sorry, a three-game event, I want to get at least one win. Um, yeah. if, I, if, I, if I come away without a win on a day, I'm, I'm annoyed with myself because I know I'm better than that. Yeah. Um, and that's that's where my expectation for this um, Scottish Nationals has come from. Yeah. I know I'm not. I know I will be very hard pushed to place on the podium. Uh, and I, I know there's a few bolt action players that will be there that listen to this podcast, so they'll they'll, they'll hear this before the event. And I'm not trying to. Um, table talk or underplay anything. I, it's a genuine belief that I will struggle to crack the podium with the army that I've got and and the field that's going to be there. So my realistic expectation is is the top ten, but I think eighth, eighth is about right. And I'll either get that on four wins and a loss or three wins and two draws. So I just had a look on my NAF page and I'm I'm only six games off having played a hundred tournament games. That's really good. Yeah. Shame you'll have to wait till shame you'll have to wait till next year. I know I would have had that last year. Uh, yeah. if uh, if the tour, proper tournament carat, uh, calendar had gone ahead, I'd have gone well past it. Oh yeah. Um but yeah, I am yeah. um yeah, so yeah, well, it'd be interesting to see where we both end up at, uh, after our tournaments. Yeah, we can commiserate it. Hell, we can even do it as a mini-podcast. Mini-pod. Mini-pod. Anyway, rookie coaches, I... that's the end of the podcast. We have talked a lot, dropped a few nuggets of gold for you. Um, until the next podcast, go out and enjoy Halloween. Go out and enjoy freedoms if you have them. If you don't have any freedoms because of COVID restrictions, 
make sure you're at least vaccinated, you dirty fucks. Yeah, play safe, motherfuckers. Yeah, good night, goodbye, see you later. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Two Guys, One Dice Cup, episode 19. Fuck. What's the name called? Fuck it. Go back. Right. <laughs> the Book of the Dead. Book of the Dead. Okay. That's yes. uh, Yeah, put that in the credits. Uh, five, four, <laughs> three, two, one. <laughs>